Shutterful Podcast. Let's see what we got going on today, guys. Let's go. that music it's hard for me not to keep that music in the background oh, but it's so good because it makes me you know it just jives with me you know i just i jive with it man i'm getting old i'm getting old like a like a like a daddy bear all right i'm getting old but man that music gets me going you know i start dancing in here you guys probably hear me moving around whatever i don't care but uh yeah all right so today oh look i i did it again didn't i so i'm gonna get rid of that trust me i'm gonna get rid of it maybe i don't know with the will is powerful enough to get rid of it i will but nonetheless let's carry on I told you guys in episode 5 with my princess Sella, yeah, with my princess Sella, we talked about Shudder, and that's one of the core uh, fundamentals of understanding your photography or understanding your camera. Uh, those things are just kind of some of the most important things to understand. So I'm going to rearrange these podcasts. It might get a little mixed up in the numbers, but what's going to happen is you're going to have understanding your shutter. And this one today is going to be about aperture. And then we're going to talk about ISO. Okay. So we're going to dive a little bit more into aperture today, guys. Aperture or aperture priority. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So aperture. Let's see where we're at with this. Mm, what is aperture in photography? Um, you can always Google this to, ref, you know, to understand it. But it's basically the same thing wherever you look. Aperture refers to the opening of the lens diaphragm through which the light passes through. Okay, that's in your lens. Um, it's the uh, little circle. Uh, thing that opens and closes inside your lens. Okay, that's the your that's what they're referring to, and how they they measure that is with f-stops. Okay, so when they say f-stop, high or low, you're messing with the aperture. Okay, and those numbers for um, what they use it as, um, like 1.4, 2, or 2.8. Or four, five, five point eight, six, eight. All it goes all the way up to uh, f sixteen. You know, however, uh, the largest. Um, lower f stops give more light to your picture. Okay, because they they represent the larger aperture. It's like it's it's reversed, guys. It's backwards. So like the lowest number, like f1.2, that means that bad boy is all the way open. The lens, the little 
inside your lens. If you if you take your if you got a camera, guys, if you got like a nice DSLR camera, and you open, uh, you just move the focus ring, right? The focus ring, and you open it up, and you can see the little mechanism inside your lens, open or close. The circle gets open wider or or gets closer. Uh, you know what I mean, smaller. <laughs> I, if you guys notice, I do fumble on my words. Uh, this is kind of like a little thing that's helping me to figure out how to talk better, how to get my sentences right. So this is kind of therapy. It kind of is, you know. I got a lot of stuff going on in my head. <laughs> uh, but it's all good things. It's all good things. Aperture. Back to what I was saying. The lens. The lower F point f1.2 that thing is wide open inside your lens okay and if you're at f point uh, let's say f16 or f17 or f20 whatever that bad boy is super close okay so that means less light comes in if it's at a f1 that means more light comes in right because your iris is all the way open and if it's a f uh, F15 or 20, uh, that means your iris is really closed, just like your eyeball, right? If it's super dilated, you're at like F1.1. F1. <laughs> that means a lot of light's coming in. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically the understanding. This means, like, uh, your image will become clearer as you take your pictures at very uh, at the um, various f-stops so this also um, helps with uh, um, how blurry or how in focus your backgrounds gonna be guys yeah so this may seem like a little contradictory um, but the the clearer your picture will be varies on your f-stops okay uh, so understand your f-stops is very very uh, important um, this is where you kinda wanna play around with your aperture priority in one of your manual settings usually it's on your dial on your camera uh, you just turn it like on my Nikon uh, D750 and it's kinda all the same for all Nikons that's why I like Nikon guys um, but, I mean, Canon's great, so I'm not dogging on none of them. But, like I said with Nikon, it's it's simple. So, I started from the beginning, the D3400, to D750, to now the Z6. Alright, and I do plan on, on progressing along the Nikon family. Um, I wouldn't mind getting a Sony. A7 III? I think that's what it is, yeah. They're all pretty dang good. But, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so Aperture Priority. Uh, on your lens or on your camera would just be like the A button next to it. So like on my, like I said, I keep trying. I'm trying not to to, to get sidetracked, you guys. The Nikon D750 on my camera on the little dial on the right hand side. It's a little spin wheel. It's got M, A, S, and P, and then auto. Okay, so those are different modes on your camera. So A is your aperture priority. If you want to play around with it and try to get a little better at it, go ahead. Put it on aperture priority. 
and like I said that thing focuses on your aperture and then you can mess with your shutter and, and ISO just to get an understanding and a feel and uh, recognize the uh, effects that uh, different apertures have and uh, what your result will be out of your image okay so how 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 this uh, affects all your images uh, or let's say depth of field so depth of field like I said is the clarity on your your foreground and background so your subject how clear your subject is how clear your background is or if you want both of them okay so it's the um, how do, it, the 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 field it's the depth of field is the zone and and how sharp you want it in the front or in the back okay so basically do you want it blurry or do you want it sharp in the background or do you want your subject to be blurry or do you want your subject to be sharp okay so the lower the your f-stop the larger the opening in your lens right this means the less depth of field the the background's going to be so that means your background's going to be bl real blurry which is great and what you kind of want if you're doing like portraits right if i'm doing like senior portraits i'm going to have a, a low f-stop number um like a f i don't know probably an f 2.8 probably maybe uh and, and the and the background will be blurry and my subject will be in focus the higher your f-stop f22 or f16 or f whatever the smaller your lens opening is going to be the iris in your lens is going to be a lot smaller right so that means the greater depth of field and the sharper your background's going to be guys so that that's uh that's pretty good so say for instance you have like your kids standing in in, in your uh, front yard and you're taking pictures of them right and you're say you want your background to be blurry right and, and you want your little boy or little girl to be in focus so you're going to set your aperture or your f-stop at f 2.8 i think would be a good spot f f3 yeah, around there f3 f2.8 will be fine that means you're gonna have less depth of field in the back meaning less sharpness so it'll be more blurry right so the next one writes another word I gotta write that down not to use that a lot right okay say you want your background say say the kids in front of a, a beautiful fountain or you know some nice flowers uh, a nice car like an old-fashioned one and you want them to like oh Miko get in front of the car and let's take a picture of it so you can look like it's yours you're gonna need a higher f-stop number like an f 15 or f12 okay that means you're gonna have greater depth of field so everything's gonna be in uh, in in in, uh, in focus right that's great right see I told you well I can't get around it um but when when you remember guys so if you're letting a lot of light in or you're letting less light in how do you uh, get this sharp image right that's the question how do you get this sharp image sharp sharp image without being overexposed or underexposed meaning uh how are you going to get this image to not be blurry like uh so for instance 
if you have a, a low f-stop, right, that means more lights coming in. Uh, therefore, the, the shutter doesn't need to stay open as long, right? So the, you, you don't need to uh, uh, keep your shutter speed uh, really slow. Like, a, I don't know, one sixtieth one or one, I don't know, one second. That's too slow. So if you have a really slow shutter and a really low f-stop, you're letting way too much light in and so much light's going to come in and your picture's just going to be overexposed or it's just going to be blown out. It's going to look all white. Okay? So, you need to correctly expose your picture. Right? So, if you have a low f-stop, such as uh, f 2.2.4 or 2.8 or whatever you're gonna want to have a shutter speed as probably one one uh, one eightieth of a second would be good yeah or one hundredth of a second just somewhere around there maybe one sixtieth one sixtieth to one one hundred of a second that's pretty fast and that's enough to keep it in uh, not so overly exposed but again you can practice with this guys so you can understand it so when you're like say for instance like me I wanted to become a photographer after I started understanding this stuff so I played around with my camera and figuring out these main aspects to my camera shutter aperture which is f-stop and ISO learning those three things you're gonna get great at this guys it's just it you're not gonna have any problems so back to back to it uh, again it's remember guys it's reverse okay so using a high f-stop means less light coming in right so you're gonna need a slower shutter so if you're at an f-15 uh, or 22 or whatever you're gonna need a real slow, uh, slow shutter speed because you're letting, you know, you're, you're letting uh, no light in, right? So make sure that iris is really small. So you're gonna have it at a um, an f uh, 1.2, and that means your iris is really slow or really small inside your camera. Okay. Um. Your your lenses, guys. If you you have a DSLR or a mirrorless, your you can see what type of s-stop because each lens does not like. I mean, you don't got like an infinity of uh, f-stops. Um, that's where the money comes in. So if you're uh, like on my Nikkor lenses, you can see the f-stops, like what it can go to. Uh, really expensive lenses can go down to 1.2, um, you know, or, you know, decently decent lenses can go to like a 3.5 or something like that. Uh, and it can go pretty high. You know, the higher would be like 8 or, you know, like I said, 22 or 20 or whatever. So it will be displayed on the uh, on the badge inside or like the, yeah, on the badge on your lens. And you can see it. It'll be like a um, like my 70 to 200 millimeter says it on there. 
and then I have like a 50 millimeter, I got an 85 millimeter lens that has like a 1.2 f-stop, which is aperture, whatever, is so good. So good. I use that a lot. Um, but like I said, you guys can, you got to play around with it. Play around with those f-stop numbers. And aperture also. Aperture, f-stop, go with each other. Remember the reverse. Lower the number, more light. Higher the number, less light. Uh, portraits and um, so so what would you use this aperture um, you would do like say for instance like I said portraits you're gonna use um, you're gonna be focusing on a, a still subject so you don't really need a fast shutter because your subject is gonna be slow uh, you know sit there sitting there so you can have a slower shutter speed and uh, you can have a uh, low f-stop number like a 1.2 or 2.4 or however the, whatever the number is below a three and uh, you know that, that that goes a hand and your subject will be in focus but your background will be blurry right that's what you kind of want for portraits or family sessions or maternity sessions you don't really want the background to be this the, the focus point you want you know the, the subject like your family or the or the uh, maternity person. Um, landscape. Now, see, I love landscape, guys. Landscape is something I I enjoy. So I'm learning quickly on landscape, and you know, we can learn this stuff together. But like I said, landscape is something I love. So understanding uh, your f-stop is really important, and your shutter speed, and your ISO. Remember, all these three things go together. But for right now, we're focusing on aperture. Um, we did shutter speed, shutter speed already. Now we're on aperture. You, so doing landscape, you can choose your lenses. Um, the zoom lenses do great for it, and you want as much as detail as possible when you do these uh, pictures in the background and in the foreground. So it's an overall picture that you want right so you kind of focus on infinity in these uh, uh, pictures and you want a small aperture um, so like uh, let me see I think the highest f-stop I go when I do photography is like an f7 it's between f7 and f12 I'll go that far but you know it is what it is and and I'll leave my shutter open a little bit longer, probably like a one second shutter speed. Or if I want to make sure that nothing moves, I'll go like maybe one one fifteenth of a second. So, but but it's good. The good thing is, as doing this, remember when you do when you're having like to have a shutter open for a minute, you want to be doing that on a tripod. If it's less than one sixty of a second better have it on a tripod because one sixty of a second you can kind of still hold on to the camera if you're pretty good at not shaking and you have a VR uh, lens uh, vibration reduction lens uh, your cameras also have vibration reduction too so to steady the camera so it doesn't shake when you take the picture and it will become blurry see huh? so having the uh, having a, a tripod is vital to do landscape or you know 
uh, night photography or astro photography or Milky Way photography, uh, which I'm going to talk about that too uh, here coming up soon. Uh, so when you do your pictures and you're trying to check your exposure, you're trying to check your light, you're trying to make sure the person's not blurry, you want to make sure everything's in focus. So that's where after your first initial photos, you always look at your LCD monitor on the back and, and review your photo. Review it so you know where you're at and where you stand, right? You don't want to have like a, a bad photo and, and like, oh, I think it's good. We're good. I take all these shots and you get home and you just see, oh, I missed every photo. So always review your photo. Always review your LCD monitor and uh, check your check your settings. This is you checking it and making sure. All right. You've got to be Santa Claus. Check it once, check it twice, make sure it's all good. You don't want to mess it up. Okay. So the, the, that's 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 uh that's that's pretty much aperture guys aperture has a lot of stuff um, that goes along with it um, you can go online and see exactly uh, what uh, what it does and remember guys practice it practice as much as you can with it because you'll only get better at it you only get better um, if you're gonna do aperture too uh, like say for filming or something like that and, and I'm just getting into this guys so I'm learning it as I'm as we're talking so if you know anything else you can phone in call me and maybe we'll bring you on the, the podcast and we can talk about it and you can enlighten me and everybody else that's trying to listen and again guys I thank everybody for listening everybody I really do and uh Bear with me, guys, because this is uh, new for me, and and like I said, it's kind of therapeutic because I'm trying to learn how to talk better. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to fumble over my stuff, and it helps. Um, but back to what I was saying for like videos or vi videography and cinema cinematographers use uh, depth of field a lot in their uh, stuff, and they try to use it to their advantage just to make uh, I don't know their shots and videos more interesting. Um, the same way photographers use it as shallow depth of field and separate uh, separating a subject from its background or uh, deep depth of field to ensure everything in the scene is in focus um, from the foreground to the background and, and you can use these same techniques with videos guys but you know what they there's a tool that they use it's an ND filter yes and there's a lot of different filters out there there's uh, uh, ND filters. There's uh, I can't even think all of them. polarizing folder uh, uh, filters, and these are just caps that go on the front of your lenses to help block the sun. Like say, for instance, it's too sunny out, put an ND filter on there, blocks the sun, makes it a little darker, so that you can uh, open your f-stop a little more, right? So if it's a little darker, you can open open it a little bit more. So that's pretty much it for that. Uh, next thing I want to talk about with that one is uh, how do they use it? They'll use it in their uh, films and they'll use a wide f-stop, like a f point, or like a f two point eight, and you can emphasize that. I mean, that's the importance when using uh, filmmaking. I can, I, I'm almost certain. 
So they use those variable ND filters or the neutral density filters. That's the other one I was trying to think of uh, in front of the lenses uh, to cut down the amount of light coming inside the camera. So they can have a more bokeh effect around. Oh, bokeh, guys. That's a keyword. Bokeh. It, it makes the background blurry. Bokeh. Okay. That's... Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, the uh, aperture, okay? Aperture is also your f-stop, guys. Remember that. And it's reverse. So the lower the f-stop, like a 1.2, that means more light comes in versus an f.22 means the iris is really low. So that means what? No light coming in. No light coming in. Okay? Sweet. So, and remember, your shutter speed needs to correlate with your aperture. Low, uh, uh, low f-stop number, meaning a lot of light coming in. What do you want to do with your shutter speed? Do you want it really slow or really fast? Slow means more light comes in with your shutter. Really fast shutter speed, less light. So... You kind of work with it, so an f point, an f one point two, a lot of light coming in. So you you want a, a reasonably fast shutter speed, so that it can cut down the light. But you want to stop your subject in motion, so and you don't want it to get too blurry. So you got to bump up that shutter, right? All right, good, good. I like that. So now you know what shutter does, shutter speed. And now you know what uh, aperture does. Okay, put it on aperture priority or put it on shutter speed, guys, and you guys can practice uh, whichever one. The next episode, guys, is going to be about ISO. Yes, ISO. And once you understand ISO, uh, you will have a better understanding. Um, for taking pictures okay guys because it helps you and all of these things correlate with each other so you can have a better chance of making that image that you have in your head so I mean uh, ISO is is vital okay guys so that's about it for that now I kind of want to start talking to you about some news that's going on and uh, not good news for Sony I I'm it's looking like they're getting sued <laughs> yeah there's a class action lawsuit against Sony uh, on their new a7 III uh, shutter is breaking cameras yes guys Sony has been hit with a class action lawsuit according to Petapixel news uh, by a, a consumer who claims that the popular Sony a7 III has shutter defects that breaks the camera and force owners to pay for an expensive repair. The lawsuit, uh, the Law Street Media reports that the plaintiff, uh, a man named John Guerrero, filed a class action complaint in the Southern District of New York against Sony Electronics yesterday, guys. This is still brand new. Uh, Guerrero, calls, Guerrero calls Sony the vanguard of mirrorless cameras movement because they are the most accessible full-frame systems on the market. 
before accusing the company denying warranty of made by the camera owners who experienced mechanical problems with the a7 III shutter. Yes, the a7 III is a smaller and lighter and more durable than its DSLL counterpart, which contributes to the higher cost, approximately over $2,000 just for the body. Unfortunately, guys, the purchaser of the a7 III mechanical problems with the shutter having rendered the cameras, cameras unusable provided they do not pay over $500 for repair and authorize the service. Sony states that the A7 is a rated for 200,000 200, shutter actions. But according to the lawsuit, many owners have reported shutter failures occurring far before reaching 200,000 actions marked. Yes, numerous users reported the shutter failure is between 200,000 and 10,000 and even 50,000. Yes, the purchasers would have to pay approximately $500 to $700 to repair or replace this shutter mechanism, guys. No, that's crazy. I cannot believe that. I'm looking at the pictures for this, and whew, that looks bad. I would not do nothing, but it looks like they're having a problem, guys, between saying it's caused by the user or caused by a defect. That's that's horrible. I was thinking about getting one of those, too. Man, I don't know. That's uh, maybe not. Don't jump at it, guys, because you remember you need that shutter speed to open up uh, to take pictures. Uh, another one: Sigma delays its 28 to 70 millimeter uh, f 2.8. See, that's that's what I was talking about. The f 2.8. That means you can let a lot of light in for a uh, zoom lens. Those are good uh, wildlife lenses you can use. But this is, they're delaying it to a thing called ghosting resistant deterioration in the lens. But the good thing about Sigma guys, they are telling people that if they already bought this uh, lens, they can take it back to the company and they'll fix it. They are already, uh, 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 they already know what the problem is and they have already put out the serial number for it. So if you have a new Sigma 28 to 70 f 2.8 DGDN contemporary for both L mounts and the Sony E mount with the serial number prior to the 55488834. Contact Sony and you will get a representative to help you on that, guys. That's good. That's really good that uh, Sigma is doing that. Yeah, because I mean the lens itself is nine hundred dollars. It's 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 uh it's good. It's a good lens oh, for nine hundred bucks. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, guys. So that's that's the news for you guys today, and I will see you guys on the next episode where we're gonna talk about ISO. And I am working on a interview, uh, actual uh, podcast coming up. And that one should be out, not this week, but the following week. And then I have another one. And possibly another one that I'm going to work on. Uh, yeah, so that's it, guys. Well, that's it for me today, guys. This is Juan Salceda, the photographer, coming to you live from the basement of my house. Yes, I'm in the basement and enjoying a nice drink of Coca-Cola. Ah, uh, that tastes
tastes so good. It just you just keep on going. Thank you guys for listening and come back for some more. You understand me? Okay. Later. Bye-bye. Peace. Hey guys, Juan here. I'm going to butt in just for a second and plug in my business. Juan and Sarah Photography.com. Yes, check us out guys because I sponsor this podcast and every episode in it because it's mine. So this is a husband and wife photography business in the Oakland County area in Michigan, but willing to travel for the right price. Anyhow, contact me on Facebook, Instagram, or like I said, Juan and Sarah photography.com check us out guys we do everything everything i mean it and we're awesome because you know why we got the equipment we got the spirit we got the drive we got the emotion we got the jokes we got the banter we got it all so call us today